Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right. This is the first week that uh, we've been given the privilege of uploading the podcast ourselves. Moving up. And uh, we, don't know, we don't know how to add the stupid guitar riff that plays. So it's just me. It's my jarring voice right right up against your ears right unless, away. Unless somehow after recording this, I imagine figure it out. figured it out, and then there is a we'll guitar see. riff at the beginning. And That'll be look- fun for the listeners. <laughs> They'll see how, how, how good a job Dan did today. Uh, that, of course, is my producer and seeing eye man, Dan Watkins. Hello, hello. And I am uh, Mike Geary, a.k.a. Blind Mike. Uh, before we get into anything, Dan, I made, a, uh, I made a friend last week. Did you? I did. It's very exciting. I don't meet a lot of people uh, that I like. And I meet even fewer that like me. So this was very exciting. But uh, we're going to have a guest on the podcast next week. Oh, boy. That's right. Uh, a female guest. Whoa. What? That's what? Right. Try to control yourself. Wait, you met a girl. I did. I, did. I, met, a, I, met, a, I met a lady. Wow. Uh, Lucy Burge. Oh, so she works here. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. She was forced to meet me, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. For those of you that are uh, diehard Kirk and Callahan fans, you know, Lucy Burge, she was on the air uh, with K&C a few times. She produced them. And she produces still here for uh, the midday show and mud at night. Um, and, and she does the uh, the Instagram. She does, yeah, she does the Instagram. The, the story, the, yep. right? She does that, yeah. Uh, and she blogs here. She does a lot of. She wears a lot of hats here at WEI, and uh, she has some uh, interesting inside stories, sh- shall we say? We'll see if we can get into those next week. But yeah, it's always it's very interesting. Uh, it's very easy for me when I meet uh, an attractive girl. It's easy because I instantly know, oh, they I've, they see me as a friend, so I can just be myself here. That's It's a nice feeling that they see me as just a blind stooge. That Oh, hey, buddy. I'm like, oh, hello. <laughs> but no, uh, me and Lucy uh, hit it off right away. She seemed very cool. So I said, hey, come on the podcast. I'm sick of just looking at Dan's dumb face every week. So, Well, thank you. Uh, so anyways, uh, so Lucy Burge will be next week. This week, we've got uh, bigger f- fish to fry. Speaking of love stories... Ooh. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, Michael Felger is uh, had a big, nice. Uh, he and his uh, lover Chad Finn did a story about a year ago around this time, and then uh, you know, every year the the Boston public says, "Hey, we need more, more just juicy Michael Felger insight. We need to know what his uh, love life is like and all of that." So the uh, the improper Bostonian uh, wrote an article about him. And, uh, Dan, you've got the article there. Would you describe this as a, a hard-hitting piece of journalism? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I, I can't even come up with something to, to make up. Uh, well, I mean, Mike, I mean, he does give a very debatable top five princess movies. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, he calls his wife a slob. Let's get to, uh, yeah, I, I, I want to get to that. His relationship with, because Felger... That, and that show in general, the Felger and Maz show, has a very odd dynamic with women. It, there's a, there's a, they, you mean non-existent? <laughs> well, they refer to women as uh, bimbos a lot. Gal pal. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah and Marion Marshfield. Yes, we played right. the clip. We, can't, we, uh, uh, we foolishly afterwards realized we can't play uh, 
a lot of their clips. I don't know all the legal wranglings that go into it. But we played a couple of weeks ago that we had to take out of uh, Felger referring to some reporter as yummy. That's right. And it's just like, you know, in the age of Me Too, <laughs> have, a little, have a little sense, Michael. Come on. So I don't, I don't know what they're doing over there. But, uh, yeah, so this is how he treats his wife. What, what, what does he call her? A slob, you said? Uh, basically. But anyways, I'll, I'll, get, I'll get into it. So uh, this is by Jonathan Soroff, who did an uh, interview with Boston's media power couple. Yeah. The uh, Michael Felger and Sarah Sad Underwood. Affairs. So he starts off asking about if they ever fight over, uh, fight over sports. And uh, Underwood says, no, we don't ever talk about sports. And uh, Felger says, she doesn't know if it's puffed or stuffed. A classic line there by uh, Michael Felger. So they asked Dale Arnold original. Who's the, uh, who's the better reporter? Um, are you purposely... They asked Felger about his on-air style. And then we get into... Uh, what does he? What does he say? Does he say any, anything interesting about his on-air style? Because there's, so there's, uh, there's a weird thing with Felger, where he's looked at as like this bad boy of radio. They're like you know the provocative voices, like your your Kirk Minahan's or your Howard Stern's or your Michael Felgers. And it's like, how did Felger get himself into that category? Because he shits on the Bruins once in a while. I don't understand that. So Saroff uh, asks him, "So are you pur- purposely provocative on the air?" Felger says, "Yes!" Ex- exclamation point. What's the point of going on air and doing a show if you're not going to be provocative? I'm purposely provocative, but that doesn't mean I'm making it up. I'm sensitive to that question because people accuse me of saying things just to say them, which isn't true. I try to think differently and say things that get a reaction, and that's the whole point of doing a talk show. I'll give Felger that. That's that's why I criticize Maz a lot more than Felger, because uh, a lot of Felger's stuff seems, if not genuine, at least well thought out. Whereas Maz throws shit against the wall, literally just to see if it's... You, you texted me the other day. What was Maz's theory on... Uh, oh, oh, that, uh, oh, yeah, that Belichick's going to stay for the draft and then retire. Yes, Belichick did all the prep for yeah. the season. And then uh, McDaniels, when he, when he agreed to come back, agreed that he would take over head coaching duties at the start of preseason and training camp. So Belich- Belichick's going to draft the team. And then I guess he's just going to step back and be the GM. Right. Okay. So it's it's sh- Maz even goes. I'm, I'm just throwing. I'm just throwing crap against the wall. Yeah, right. I'm just throwing crap against the wall, Mike. Uh, it's so that that I respect a lot less. Where it's like you're obviously trying to keep up with Felger. When Felger is, I'll give him that. Felger's a genuinely a good broadcaster. Like he knows what he's doing. Whereas Maz is swinging behind on his coattails. But uh, Felger, the Felger, st- it's like that's trying to be provocative. Saying the Bruins are too young, <laughs> or the Patriots' time is almost up—that's like th- this crazy edgy guy. That's what he—that's what he comes up with. So I don't understand that. The comparison to, particularly Minahan, is one I hear a lot, and I—I've never gotten it. Uh, and t- Tangway, in classic Tangway fashion, tried to explain this the other day. Yes, and, and he, you know. Wasn't able to get his point across, but I think what he was trying to say, I agree with, is that like in the world of just sports talk, where you never go outside of X's and O's, <laughs> that's all you talk about for four hours a day, then in that case, I guess Felger is edgy. But it's like the bar is set pretty low for that. So what else does this go... Uh, so we what, get into their, uh, their relationship, their marriage. And, right. Uh, We're all very curious. You know, Underwood calls Felger naturally hot. Yeah, and then um, that's not 
Disgusting. Have, uh, here's a guy. Here's a guy who like considers himself this like he's fucking Johnny Carson. This complete re- like he's a, he entertains us every day, and then he's a complete recluse when he's not on the air. That's the article you do. This completely private curmudgeon type. Yeah, and the improper. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, how do you handle your conflicting schedules? Because Underwood does the morning show on. Uh, on Fox 25, fellas right. in the afternoon, and they say, uh, we've been married for 15 years now. I think a lot of it's because we don't see each other a lot of it during the week. That's good. They ask if Felger <laughs> helps her picks out her op- out her outfits. He doesn't, in case oh, you were wondering. Cute. Um, then we get into a, a, little bit of a little bit of an argument. Oh, yeah. boy. A lover's uh, spat. The thing people would be surprised to learn... Uh, the thing most people would be surprised to learn about you. Felger, I don't know what they think of us in the first place, so I don't know what they would be surprised to know. Do you think I'm that much different at home than I am on the radio? Underwood, I think your opinions are pretty consistent, but what people don't know about him is that he's extremely sensitive. Felger, how am I extremely sensitive? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, come on. <laughs> come on. <laughs> uh, Underwood, maybe that's, not, maybe that's not the right word. Michael is a very warm, caring, and loving person. He's dedicated to his family and his girls. That's his life. I don't think that uh, that's a side that people get to see. Felger, there's a lot of girl time. In my, I spend my free time watching princess movies with the yeah. six-year-old. With napkins all not, over his legs. <laughs> not, not, my, not my six-year-old, the six-year-old. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a loving guy. Uh, yeah. This is a guy who... Uh, you know, criticized. What was, that, what was that kid's name that used to write for their website? What? What? I can't remember his name, but he was a Patriots writer, and he missed like a week because his oh, kid, his kid was born. Yeah, Hurley. And Felger called him like a loser with no ambition. It's like well, pick your battles, Felger. Gee, just because the guy loves his family and you don't really give a shit about yours, apparently. Anyway, give so, him a break, uh, Felger. What would people be surprised to learn about Sarah? And then she immediately says that I'm unorganized and messy while laughing. And Felger, a tremendous slob. An absolutely historic, tremendous slob. I've tried everything to get her to pick up her sh- <laughs> to get her to pick up her shit. If you walk into her closet, you would, you would either say, this person has real issues or it's a 19-year-old college student who just left home for the first time. It's bad. This is a grown woman. It's horrible. Well, hey, Felger, you're batting way out of your league, pal. Give it a <laughs> maybe look the other way if the place gets a little messy once in a while. So, anyways, that just uh, that kind of wraps it up. He says they ask him if he's a fan of any of the teams. He says he's a fan of the Bruins, and that's that's really it. And then it's am- it's amazing to me how they kind of skate on a lot of stuff. I guess because they're just a sports talk show, so people don't look at them for uh, you know to get a- to get offended or outraged as much as they would. You know the morning show here, for example, but it's amazing. Like, like I was just saying, the way they kind of refer to women a lot is is crazy to me. Um, not well. Let me let me step back a second. I don't think anyone should get in trouble for saying anything on the radio unless you're you know threatening violence or really going crazy over the line. Um, so I don't want to see those guys get in trouble for anything. But when you see other people getting in trouble all over the place. Uh, and they kind of skate by, like the way, the way they talk about women. And then this quote, like I said, we can't play their audio, unfortunately. But uh, this quote they had yesterday, uh, or two days ago, when this comes out, about talking talking about addiction and how basically you're soft if you're an addict. It's like, come on, guy. I'm, which is fine. I I don't mind people having that opinion. I could argue with you one way or the other. But if they if other people are going to get in trouble for making jokes, and you know, you're clapping at Roy Halladay dying and bashing people with addictions. It's like that; these are the guys that skate by. So I guess maybe they are provocative in a way. 
but uh, it just doesn't get noticed by everyone. So I have a, uh, it's I have stunning a, to me. I have a bit of provocative audio between Wood and uh, the Wood and Felger. Let's hear if, it. if you remember this. Okay, all right, lover pie, <laughs> go back to bed. Have a great day. Okay, Woodsy. Now that is provocative. It makes me. <laughs> Get, physically ill does that get the motor running <laughs> it makes me it makes me sick to my stomach to hear that um but yeah that's that's it, there's a weird thing with Felger where he's, he's he's supposed to be this like curmudgeony guy but then at every turn he's doing you know puff pieces about his about him and his wife and uh i don't know it's very weird He's got napkins all over himself in Nantucket. I don't know what that was. He does. He goes on the bar stool, but it's like, yeah, I'm a guy who doesn't want attention. Oh, bar stool's calling right away, boys. Whatever well, you need. Well, for your Nantucket buddy Portnoy. Yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure those two hang out. That would be a real ball of laughs. Um, I, I've I've heard some stories about Felger on Nantucket. It's really yeah. I, I, I can't I can't I'd share like to hear them those. because of my because of my source that I got them from. But uh, I w- I would like to see uh, uh, Felger but, cutting loose. Yeah, but I know Felger gets bombed. Really? <laughs> yes, he gets absolutely trashed. Breaking news. Yeah. Yep. Um. Well, that's interesting. Yep. See, I wouldn't I wouldn't assume that, but that's funny. I like maybe I'll, maybe Felger and I can have a beer and uh, hash this thing out. There you go. Um. So, in other news, other uh, afternoon shows, one of the greatest afternoon shows ever. The I, I would say the greatest. I would I would say uh, for strictly sports talk, the probably the best ever. I mean, yeah, uh, maybe I mean, they, they're they're, they're the, the trailblazer. Mike and the Mad Dog. Yeah, back together. The Pope was on. Uh, so was that High Heat? Was high that his heat, yeah. his baseball show? Russo's baseball show. So the Pope, Mike Francesa, was on uh, High Heat. And, uh, you know, if you don't know, and we'll get into it a little more in a minute, but WFAN has been in turmoil. The uh, the afternoon show that replaced Francesa, I was telling Dan earlier, uh, the Daily News referred to them as the afternoon nap, which I, I really enjoyed. I think you could it's use that for one. some other uh, shows as well. You could, <laughs> they, they could, they I'm sure they used that headline for when Francesa, Francesa would use to fall asleep. Oh, pro- yeah, 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 <laughs> probably. Um but yeah, and uh, you know, Craig Carden obviously has been. Uh, uh, has he been indicted yet officially? <laughs> no, but we'll get to him. In, yeah, in we'll minute. get to him in a minute. But yeah, WFAN. Uh, if if EEI needed anyone to make good uh, themselves look good in the controversy department, I'd say WFAN has been uh, struggling lately. So, and the struggle is not lost on uh, Mike and Dog. You want to hear Mike it? and the Mad Dog enjoying every second of it. Let's hear it. Go ahead, Bruce. Last one. Uh, better chance of happening. Mike and the Mad Dog doing a show on WFAN or the Rays, Marlins matching up in a World Series. Both, uh... Oh, without a question. Rays, easy. <laughs> <laughs> you have a better chance of having Rays Pirates. I'll tell you right now, though, there'll be an opening on FAN before you know it. I guarantee you. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh. I should have oh, I should have. Forgive me. <laughs> Who's leaving? Oh, the Mad Dog. <laughs> Boomer, and they got nobody on. Where's Salakata? Maybe, maybe Steve Summers is retiring. <laughs> oh, we can make fun of that man all day. Mike, great to have you here. Good to see you, though. Good to see you, pal. Just, just shitting on WFAN, and <laughs> the it, laugh is great. It, the the, be, is... the best part is nothing in there that they said was like particularly funny to me. Like, like I don't get the inside references, maybe, but. It, like I love that you could tell that they were just thoroughly enjoying the demise of WFAN, <laughs> the station that they carried for twenty or thirty years, whatever it was. Well, he did. He did say if Boomer leaves, and they got no one left. They got no one left. Yeah, <laughs> so. which is true. I, I I like that Joe Beningo. The little I've heard of that Joe Beningo, I kind of like him. Uh, I think he was he was a guy who was like just a caller, and uh, ended up getting on the air somehow. Um, 
But yeah, Boomer's all they got really. Who who replaced uh, Craig Carton? Gino something or Geo something rather? Uh, I don't even know his name. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, you've got Carlin, Maggie, and Bart. First of all, I don't know if Bart Scott shows up. Every clip I've heard of them can't wait is Carlin, Carlin, and Maggie. I don't think I've heard of uh, a clip of Bart Scott on that show yet. And I imagine during baseball season it'll get even quieter. I don't know what he's going to add uh, when they ta- when they're talking Yankees, but. That's a, It's weird when you see a show, and we'll get to another one of these later too, but when you see a show at its creation, you can look at it and just go, oh, that's not going to work. Everyone, kind of unanimously, if, if you look at Carlin, Maggie, and Bart, or Get Up, which we'll talk about in a bit, when you look at those shows, you say right off the bat, oh, these shows aren't going to work. Let's let's see it play out. They gave him a two year contract, so we're gonna watch it through to the end because you know you're not gonna pay them to go away and then bring in another show because radio's like that. So it's amazing to just watch something where you're like, I know this is going to fail. They don't see it. <laughs> just sit back and enjoy, I guess. But yeah, it was. I, I liked seeing uh, Mike and the Mad Dog reveling in uh, in the the demise because. Those are two guys that hated each other for a long time. They did. They had a falling out. The good 30 for 30 that uh, I thought ESPN totally botched and made it only a half hour. Oh, that was only a half it hour? It was only a half hour. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah there, there was more there. They I would have I, I would have. If they, that Well, here's, here's the problem. They both have to be honest. And the interviews I've seen with them, it's like kind of like they've, you know, they've reconciled and they're all right with each other. What you need is two guys... In the in the heat of their anger, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean. Like while they're still mad, at like I would imagine if you filmed a documentary right now, even though it's not the heat of it necessarily, but I still don't think there's love there. If you did a documentary on uh, Dino and Minahan, that would be very good because I think they still both very much dislike each other. Well, I don't. I don't think uh, one of the parties would participate. Uh, certainly not. But I'm <laughs> saying if you got them to both be honest, whereas Mike and the Mad Dog are doing stuff together. So they've and I from what I hear, all their arguments were kind of like sports based, which is pretty stupid. Yeah. It's like you're really gonna not talk to each other for six months because you disagreed on whether the Jets are gonna finish nine and seven or not. It's just bizarre to me. But uh, I lo- I love seeing them revel in the demise of WFAN. I hope, I hope, I hope Princessa sticks around. Kind of he'll be he'll be doing stuff. News. I mean, there's he'll, been the barstool rumor. There's been uh, he's doing stuff with Bill Simmons too, right? I can't imagine him going to barstool. I can't imagine. He understands what Barstool is. Yeah, probably not. But There's no way. Why, I mean, why can't Mad Dog have him on every, like, every other week? He probably will, yeah. for the time being, anyways. Right. For a little bit. So, you want to, yeah, I mean, if you want to get excitement about baseball, that yeah. gets me, I mean, uh, you don't have to worry about getting me excited, but for <laughs> other people. Right, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think Mike and the Mad Dog, that's a good start. I like listening to Mad Dog. To, I, I just like his laugh. Like, I just like listening to him talk about anything. Do you listen to his show at all? Uh, I don't know. because no, i serious? So I did. This is what a fucking nerd I was. Is that for fifth grade? I would come home, and I lived in Western Mass. Yep. So I could get six sixty AM. Yep. On my on my radio, so I would listen to a, a scratchy AM Mike and the Mad Dog every yeah. afternoon in fifth grade. That's I, they, how much they, of a they were loser si- I was. they were like the original simulcast, right? And I used to on, they, uh, yes, and I, I grew up in upstate New York, so yeah. they were on every day. Yeah, and I would watch them for bits and pieces. So WFAN, a once historic. Network that broadcasted the two greats, Mike and the Mad Dog, uh, then went on to have another uh, uh, a slightly lesser talent in uh, Craig Carton for a lot of years, and then Craig Carton got arrested right. for essentially creating a fake ticketing company. He was selling people fake tickets to events and 
got caught. It's bananas to me because it's also not even like Craig Cart. Craig Carton has been doing stuff. I guess he just started a podcast, and he's not even. I don't. That, at least that I've heard, he's not even saying. Oh, I'm not guilty of the. You'll all see eventually. I can't talk about it now, but it will come out that I'm innocent. He's not even saying that. He's kind of just like, ah, I did, I did it. Now let's move on. It's, like, <laughs> it's very weird. Reminds um, me of uh, that uh, in Role Models. There's that guy she's talking to at the beginning, um, and she's like, "You you committed this crime. You stole all those televisions." He's like, no, he didn't. He's like, "We have the security." <laughs> He's like, "Yes, it's me stealing all these televisions. <laughs> it's me, Mike Geary, stealing TVs." Um, yeah, so Craig Carton starts a podcast, and he started it in a way. It, it, do you remember, like, when everyone first made their Twitters? Everyone's first tweet was like, "Oh, I don't know what I'm doing here on Twitter. Like, what is what is this Twitter thing?" That was everyone's like original tweet. That's how Craig Carton is treating a medium that has been around. I mean, for at least a decade now in podcasting. And welcome. Welcome to my first ever podcast. You know, for years, my radio show was uh, repackaged as a podcast. But truth be told, I've never heard a podcast. I've never contemplated doing a podcast. But in the last couple of months, everyone in my life's come to me and said, everyone. Hey, Craig, you really got to do a you podcast. You got arrested. That's what you everyone's know, been Craig, saying. You you should really do a podcast. And listen now, old fella. You should be doing one of them fancy-pancy uh, podcasts. Well, for the last two months, I've contemplated it. I'd try to figure out if I was ever going to do a podcast, what the hell would I do? (laughs) So many things I want to break down in in that short clip. A, you were arrested for a a, a pretty heinous crime, when you think about it, cheating people out of millions of dollars. And everyone in your life has been saying to you since that time, Hey, when are you going to do a podcast? That's the first thing people think of is, hey, you doing a podcast? I know you're probably going to jail for a long time. So my first question is, when are you loading something to iTunes? Uh, I highly doubt that. A, I mean, I'm sorry, B, I don't know my alphabet. B, uh, Craig Carton is a professional comedian, right? He was a stand-up. Is that what he was? I don't know. I honestly I, I get. I, that's how he got <laughs> I don't know the, where he came from. He got the radio show because he was a stand-up for a, a long time, I guess. And I think, you know, any, any, uh, I'm, I'm a, a student of comedy. And it's always been taught to me make sure you do 15 or 16 awful impressions as examples of what you're trying to say. Do a voice of everyone you've ever met in your entire life. Hey, you should do a podcast. Hey, you should do a podcast. You should do a podcast. Do that for eight or nine minutes before you actually get to something funny. What about, um, Singing famous pop songs from the nineties. <laughs> that's yes, that's the second rule. In in England, uh, there's the Spice Girls in the background. Good job on that. Now, can you want to sing along to this or no? If you want to be, be my lover, lover uh, you gotta, you gotta get, get with, with my, my friends. friends uh, which is a weird uh, thing. Uh, oh, it's such a weird thing. That's, that's not true. Like, if you want to sleep with me, yeah. you got to get with them first. It's good to break down. Because he, he keeps going in that clip about, like, what do they mean in that Spice Girls song? You know, the song that came out in the late 90s. Not that hard to figure out, Craig. Right. <laughs> you want to get with the girl, befriend her friends. Right. And he's like, what do they, do they mean he wants you to bang all her friends? Because he no. talks edgy like that. Do you, want to, do you want me to bang all your friends? Like, no, obviously that's no, not what these teen girls them. meant, you fucking pervert. <laughs> he's, I don't get, it. it baffles me, like... You don't have to be as funny on the radio as you do in stand-up 
So I get f- fine if they see someone that does stand up, put them on the radio. Or I mean, I didn't listen to that show, so I can't really speak to it. But it's amazing to me that he did stand up enough to have a career in the biggest radio market in the country. Yeah. Like his stand up led to his radio career. That seems impossible to me. This guy is so horribly unfunny. Like there's that old clip that uh, K and C have played a few times where he's talking about silent but deadly farts. It's like that's your you're a fifty year old man for Christ's sake. What are you doing? And it the the other thing in that uh in that in that first clip we played is just the idea of like what is a po- what would I even do a podcast on? I don't know, Craig. You're a stand up comedian who's been doing radio in the country's biggest market for five or ten years, however long you've been on the air. You can't fathom. Did you do show prep? You can't fathom what you would talk about on Honestly, an hour-long podcast once I'm, a week. I I, I I I picture their show prep being Boomer preparing for what he's going to talk about, and then Craig just talking off of it. Craig going, yeah, sure, yeah. sounds good. Yep. Uh, uh, what about what about how um, older women clean themselves? Do you think that's a topic for podcasts? Oh, it's very edgy because this is 1993, Howard Stern. Let's hear what you had to say about that, Craig Carton. And I'm like, I'm staying away from cougars. So now he thinks all cougars. Use all that. women over 35 use uh, oven cleaning to clean themselves. Fabuloso is the <laughs> wash of choice for women over 35. It is. You that's sure? Not, it's not. I, it's not Lysol. <laughs> you ever read the back of a Lysol can? That that stuff kills AIDS. <laughs> That's oh. a good fake laugh, at least. I didn't, I didn't know Lysol killed AIDS. <laughs> it's just informative. It's, it's bizarre to me. Uh, maybe we're spoiled here in Boston, because I think for uh, a lot of you, for my childhood, uh, you know, you can give Ordway all the crap you want, but the Big Show was a very good uh, sports talk radio show in its prime. Uh, Dennis and Callahan was a good show for a lot of years, and now Kirk and Callahan is my. Favorite show by far. I'm not even being a, a Homer WEI employee by saying that. Like, I just think they're both very talented. So maybe we're spoiled here in Boston. But it's like, that's the number one radio market in the country. He was the morning guy. He had the main slot with Boomer Esiason, a, a, a pretty well-known figure. Yeah. And it's like, that's the other guy? Allegedly. And I say allegedly because this is a crime if it's true. So I want to cover all my legal bases. But allegedly, he was making three, two or three million dollars a year. It's ridiculous. Is that true? Well, yeah, they were on TV too. That's that's highway robbery. Yeah, MS, they were. <laughs> that on, is a, uh, that is a crime. They were on MSG also. Oh my god! On TV, they were simulcasted. So I, no, yeah. I understand that they were on, but yeah. at what cost? <laughs> I understand he was on the radio. <laughs> at what cost? For God's sake. Um, it, it, that, it's very weird. Well, speaking of morning shows, Mike. Yes. Our, our, I think your new favorite show is about to debut. And, I can't wait. I was saying, I was saying to you earlier, why this baseball? We're taping this on. We're recording this on opening day for baseball. I said it's the most buzzless opening day I've ever experienced. I can't. And then I thought, oh, Mike, how could anyone focus on baseball when the premiere of Get Up is right around the corner? So we have two new promos. And we are five, we're four days away I now can't from wait. the premiere. The best thing about these promos are it gives you a little, it's not just like, hey, it's Greeny, Beetle, and Jalen. It gives you a little taste for what the show is going to be. Now, So Mike Greenberg came up with a very innovative bit that hasn't been done by every hack radio and morning TV guy through the history of time. 
I swear it's never been done. The first time I've ever heard of this idea, Mike Greenberg came up with. I think we should start doing it. I, it's not a bad idea. Every single day we're going to do Greenie's Word of the Day. She's going to give me a word, and I'm going to have to find a way to use it on the air. Kayla, what is today's Word of the Day? Circumlocution. Circumlocution. The best okay. is that it's a, a fun, second. So LeBron James word. definitely deserves it. And, and to sort of just put a circumlocution on a different topic of it, where's that word? He used, why did they give him a buzzer? He used it because he used it wrong. Oh, oh, okay. So, but I don't, I don't get. So I don't get this whole premise. So are they? Well, the are premise they, are Dan, they pre-recording the show and then they're gonna put those clips into the. Like what are they talking? They're talking about LeBron oh, James. That's true. So what are they? What are they doing? Are they talking <laughs> yeah, they about LeBron recording what? it the night before. Yeah. So well, no, weeks before. <laughs> now they're gonna play what LeBron did two weeks ago. So or are they on in the afternoon right first now? First of all, Dan, let me explain the bit to you. I don't know if you're familiar with the prolific uh, children's program Sesame Street. I, they, I, I've dabbled. They also had a word of the day. Right. <laughs> so I, think I Barney did too. I guess what they're doing is, and and the best part, I think uh, the the great comedy, the the Big Bang Theory, taught us if you just say long words, it's, it's funny. funny. Because we don't understand anything. That. Any word you don't know, that's comedy, my my man. No, Craig I, Carton I, can tell you I, that is pure comedy. I don't know what circumlocution. means. I don't know what circumlocution I don't means think it's either. Funny, so it's <laughs> hilarious. No, it's got it. It's hilarious. If uh, we don't know right, what it means, it's hilarious. Yes. So if you say a word that the average person doesn't know, that's funny. Okay. We were taught that in 1976, and I guess it's still funny today. All right. Um. So you know, it, it looks like it's going to be an incredibly hack retread same shit that's been done for years and years but they're just giving it a different name and they're throwing an athlete and a good-looking girl on there and a guy that's been around forever and that's the formula to making and i i shouldn't reduce beetle i think beetle is actually talented i've said that before she's lowering herself by joining this program uh she could do a lot better but there's more um there is more now <laughs> you know what I think this clip is going to make me take back everything I said. If I, I'm, I'm calling them hacks for doing things that have been done a million times, but something that I'm, I'm sure, unless you can remind me of an incident, inst- instance where it's happened, uh, magic has never been done on TV before, right? I don't think so. I've never heard of David Blaine or Chris Angel or any of these guys. No. So let's see the other bit they have prepared for uh, Monday's debut. In a moment, when I touch you here, close your eyes. If you don't take this, you're going to write down... <laughs> You're gonna write down the team you think is gonna seconds. win. No scores. Just write down really quick, really quick, and write down the score too. And, and I want you to turn this way, turn this way, Greeny. And me. plug your ears, plug your ears. I want you to plug your ears, and you should hear a voice in your head. Jalen, tell me. I don't want him to hear anything or see anything. Did you write down who you think is gonna win? I did. And the score you think? I did. Okay. Do me a favor, Greeny. Open your eyes. Swear that I never talked to you about this before. This moment, you had no idea. <laughs> who do you think is gonna win this game? Who's he? Who yeah, yeah. He who's he? Seton Hall. What's the score gonna be? Like eighty to seventy-three. Wait, I don't like that. Oh, my God. God. Creepy, and you got in our brains. O's. Wait, did that just happen? No. You said what? You heard, I heard a voice? voice. I had You're my fingers voice. like this, and I heard a voice say, Jalen is picking Seton Hall, 80 to 73. What? What does it sound A like? voice in my head. It just sounded like a person talking. Nah. Dude. That was the strangest thing that's ever happened to me. Oh, in my oh, really? It's the strangest thing that's ever happened. The strangest thing that ever happened to Mike Greenberg is that he is being paid to do television. <laughs> that should be the str- Every day he should wake up and think that I am making so much. I am stealing money. I'm stealing more money than Craig Carton. Didn't we say last week he's getting like six mil? 
That's what I believe. I've heard that like number. Five or six? I've heard that number many times. So I anything I hear more than once, I assume it's true. So I believe that's true. Uh, let me break down what happened in that clip. How much time do we have left, Tim? Uh, right about. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me break down what happened in that clip. They want you to believe that Mike Greenberg can read minds <laughs> and that the only news outlet that is breaking this show is Get Up on ESPN. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they can only use it to predict Seton Hall scores, apparently. Yeah. It's it's baffling to me. Uh that that it's just every it seems like it's going to be every hey, we're revolutionizing morning TV. How are we gonna do it? We're gonna do every hack bit that's been done for thirty years on radio. <laughs> so well, they got to try something different because what they tried to do with the uh, the six at night didn't work out too well. And uh, we've heard from Jamel, by let's, the way. Let's hear. Let's close it out with Jamel. <laughs> so Jamel was, uh, she went in Area 21 with our man KG. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Love other, KG. The other night, and she was talking about, uh, well, her, her experience. Sticks. Yes. Yeah, nothing much. I, uh, you know, I mean, I probably broke the record for having the shortest sports center stint ever, <laughs> 13 months. But uh, now nah, I'm moving on to the uh, to the undefeated fighting, going back to commentary. That's Just I was maybe the biggest failure in the history of ESPN. Let's all uh, have a good laugh at that on TNT. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. ESPN in shambles. WFAN in shambles. WEI thriving. And. Yes. I can tell you this much. If you go, you will you will know that uh, if you go to wei.com or the wei app, and you just look at their podcast section because that's where this is. Uh, that's where also where enough about me and all the other great podcasts that wei does can be found. Uh, also, if you want to just subscribe to us and help us out, give us the old five star rating. That'd be great. Go to uh, our page on iTunes. Trash talk. With uh, your old pal, Blind Mike. You know, if we sucked, you can tell us we sucked, too. Yeah, that's fine. Either one. I'll allow it. Just rating. We want a rating. I'll allow it. You know what? Get, here, here's what I'll allow. Give me five stars and shit on me in the in the review. Just say it was great. Just say, yeah. Um, and then uh, if, you wanna, if you can't find the iTunes page, uh, I tweeted out at Blind Mike underscore, at DWaddy93. We'll yep. tweet it out as well. And uh, the link to the website is always tweeted out by at WEI. Yeah, probably early in the morning. Yes. Uh, Lucy Burge, I hope and I think will be on next week. And uh, it is opening day today, or if you're listening to this tomorrow, it's the start of baseball season, basically. So uh, we'll leave you with a little uh, poetry by the great Dick Flavin. The long snowbound winter casts a dark pall Till one day an umpire hollers play ball That skies start to brighten, blue displaces gray Baseball springs eternal, it's opening day (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com We make getting custom window treatments a minor project With major impact Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.